You're listening to The Big Show with Patrick Dumas on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Yes, Big Show Hour 4 continuing here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, worried about radon. We install custom mitigation systems to reduce your risk. To find out more, visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free estimate. We don't go down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. And we are joined by Ben Schulman, Blue Jays radio host and play-by-play on Sportsnet Radio Network and does some Raptors 905 play-by-play as well. Uh, ben, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning and, and some talking some baseball with me. Yeah, of course. Glad to talk some baseball. Uh, you know, it's it's been a while. We don't get to do that much of it until, uh, you know, I guess a, a couple months from now when, when players start reporting. So yeah. So happy to come on. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a big, big reason why. Obviously, uh, the news was that uh, Shohei Otani ended up picking the L.A. Dodgers in the end uh, to a surprise of maybe no one in the mast vision of baseball. But uh, I'm sure there's about 35 million angry Canadians about now <laughs> that that show is not coming to to the Rogers Center this year where did you where were you all at on Friday once you you know you have the reports from Morosi you have the plane and then Nightingale shoots it down what was your Friday like uh my Friday was like less than 100 on why I'm going to spend less time on social media mm-hmm. uh than I mm-hmm. currently do uh <laughs> but it was it was an interesting day for me like everyone else you know i I will say I came in to free agency uh, with the strong belief that Shohei Otani would be a Dodger before the Blue Jays got involved. And for the most part, I didn't waver much uh, because the majority of the information put out Friday until we got to something like Morosi was from frankly, random people saying random unchecked things. And so it it was hard for me to, to totally buy in. And the idea, frankly, uh, just because it's so rare to have a player of that caliber in the city of Toronto, outside of maybe you know when the leash pulling guys like a, like a Matthews or Tavares, mm-hmm. um, you know I, I didn't really let myself believe it for a while, even if it was going to happen, and a lot of and it looked like it was going to happen. Um, but you know when when the day ended, I, I felt once again pretty strong that he would end up being a Dodger for a lot of reasons. Uh, one of which being that you know the Dodgers showed with their offer of. $700 million that they are pretty much willing to put it down on the table. Like no one else, like they are, the Yankees aren't the Yankees. I know that they signed Aaron judge for a big contract and traded for Soto, but they don't, you're right. No, I uh, what you're saying, they don't like really dominate the market the way that they did probably in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Dodgers are the Yankees frankly, yeah. no. at this point. And, and they proved it with, uh, you know, just the gargantuan deal. So uh, it, you know, it's, it, it, there's a lot of things to break down from it. I think, uh, you know, would, would I say that the Blue Jays were in a better spot if they had Otani? For sure. Uh, or if they had someone like Soto? For sure. There were risks with both of those guys, too, and ways to improve themselves without getting those guys. So it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, finish to the offseason, for sure. What should the fan base be feeling right now? Obviously, they, this is a Blue Jays team that's made the playoffs three of the last five years. They've got a team that's been competitive. If you go look at the Vegas odds before the season, the last couple of years they've been either one or one B in, in in World Series favorites. Where should how should the fan base feel? Obviously, you know, in the end, yeah, Otani ends up going to the Dodgers. They miss out on Soto. Is it just like oh nah, shucks again? The Jays miss out, or is it like hey? We were that close to one of the to the to the greatest baseball player of our modern generation. 
I think it's it's fine to feel like both or in the middle kind of, you know, like I, I uh, disappointment is natural in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, they regardless of whether some people have put some articles out, out today, essentially laughing at the city of Toronto, which I thought was quite disrespectful. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, they were a finalist. Other reporters, not that one reporter who put out that one disrespectful article, uh, they were, you know, finalists and they were in the mix. And I think there is something to that. And and the offering up that much money and being that committed uh, to something I think is important. At the same time, they didn't get anything out of it. And, and I understand why people uh, would feel frustrated or upset. I, I don't think I personally would feel that way about the whole offseason yet because, you know, they could turn around and sign Cody Bellinger. Yep. They could turn mm-hmm. around uh, and sign one of the big guys coming over from – Uh, one of the international leagues. Like there's still some opportunities to get what I would consider pretty top tier guys. Uh, No one's on the level of Otani. uh, And so does a unique situation where he's getting traded for a year and then leaving you for free agency. So um, I I think that there's still things that they can do if they get to the end of the off season and there hasn't been a major move made in some way. Uh, then, yeah, I think there's definite feeling that you, that people should probably be frustrated because as as good as parts of this team are on paper, they are, you know, the window is, is nearing being closed. Yeah. It's not closed, but they, unless extensions are imminent, uh, you know, they have a couple more years out of Vlad and Bo, not 10 more years. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, they do need to make some moves to try and, and push the team forward. And uh, so I, I think that both emotions, to make a long answer short, are pretty valid. And, and I would get if people were feeling one at one time and one at the other time. But there is there is still a lot of time, I think, for them to, to have a good offseason. Oh, yeah, for sure. And there's still like four months and change until the Dodgers make their way to Rogers Center on April 26th, 27th, and 28th. How do you, yeah. how do you think the reception for Otani will be uh, during that, that? I believe that's a weekend uh. set. Yeah, I mean, and le- so like there's there's all these reports that maybe they were like, you know, some of the stuff Friday was created by them. And, and I don't know any of that. I'm not mm-hmm. going to confirm any of that because I, I just don't know. I, I don't know that I think that like booing Shohei Otani is right. Um, so I'm hoping that's not the response. Uh, you know, a free agent doesn't pick you. That happens all the time, yeah. frankly, for even teams like the Dodgers. And I don't, I don't think it was like personal. If anything, he probably likes Toronto and the fact that he was, you know, talking to the Blue Jays for that long. I mean, there were teams that were out of it this week's much quicker. So um, I, I'm not exactly sure. I'm going to hope that the response is what it, the, similar to what it was when he would come with the Angels, mm-hmm. is that he would actually get a, a good amount of applause because he's just, a special the most player. entertaining baseball yeah. player. Yeah, he's just the craziest thing that any of the major four sports has seen in a long time. Like, I thought Giannis might have been that for a while, mm-hmm. or, or even Wembenyama, maybe you could make the argument. Um, but there's, uh, or McDavid, uh, but there's uh, there's nothing like Shohei Otani. No. So I'm hoping that it's clapping. I, I think people will, I don't think people are that mad at him. That's what my read on I think it's more the situation of the whole thing. And yeah. Being... Uh, led one way and then told another thing, and I think that 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 stuck in a lot of people's, uh, you know, hat and whatnot. Uh, can the okay? So we, I don't know. You obviously you've probably seen it. Cody Bellinger's girlfriend posting a picture of the CN Tower last yeah. night on her yeah. Instagram. 
what can the Jays do to to kind of salvage this offseason? There's still lots of work to be done. They still need somebody to play out in left field. They still need a third baseman. Like, is is there's still lots of players out there. Like, this is what people kind of forgot. Like, being caught up in this Otani thing is there's still lots of free agents and lots of trades. And I think baseball was waiting for the Otani deal to get done for the rest of their business to to get settled. But what what else out there? I know Cody Bellinger. Uh, do you go back to see what Matt Chapman wants? Is is it a Reese Hoskins? Like the, the Jays probably need to be at least getting coming away with one big fish in this off season. Yeah, I, I think my first step would be go for Bellinger. Yeah. Uh, if you can get Bellinger then I think you've had a wildly successful offseason, frankly. He fills a lot of hole. And, like, obviously you have to do a couple other things. But if that's your marquee piece, that's good. Like, that's that's yeah. the second-best free agent position player on the market, I think. So, uh, Cody Bellinger, I would take uh, in a heartbeat if you can get him. He fills an outfield spot for you and fills what you need in, in power in the middle of the lineup. Uh, generally is a, is, a, is a solid defender as well and, and has won at a high level. So, I, I think you definitely try and go after him. I'm certainly looking at Matt Chapman again at this yeah. point. Um, I think that, you know, Jamer Candelario, I like the idea of it. His contract was actually even a little bigger than I thought. Um, and, you know, Chapman is still a, a, definitely a better player uh, than Jamer Candelario, frankly. So there aren't many other third basemen at this point uh, that you can go for. Uh, it all, you know, depends on a couple things that we don't know about, which is the progression of Barger and Martinez and even David Schneider mm-hmm. uh, and other people who have played at third. That could impact it. Um, but I, I would wait a little. And, and maybe if Chapman somehow isn't getting the, the offers that he wants, maybe you can provide him another short-term deal to get back to free agency. Or maybe you just end up signing him longer term and betting, you know, that he's going to, hit more like 25 homers that he would hit in the regular season than the 17, I believe um, that he hit last year. So I, I do like that. I, then I think the next most important thing after, cause I, I like second base for them being a mix of like, you know, they have Biggio, Espinal, Schneider, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of guys uh, on the roster, frankly, that can, that can fill that spot. So I think they can, they can kind of live with the organizational guys there uh, then I think you go, in my opinion, you go and get someone who can be a fifth starter for you. He's not going to be baseball's best fifth starter. And if not, he's probably in AAA or maybe he's the type of swingman guy that's in your bullpen, just as some insurance. I, I, I have a lot of faith that they can get fifth starter production or better out of Alec Manoa this year. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think the best teams have more than five starters they can rely upon because guys get hurt. Guys have bad years. I mean, we've seen in the last two years, like not just the change from Manoa year to year, the change from Kikuchi and Barrios year to year. um, You just never totally know. So I I would get a fifth starter. And then if you've done all those things, which is a lot of things, uh, if you've signed, you know, Cody Bellinger and Matt Chapman and and, um, and a fifth starting pitcher, then I think you've probably done, you know, you'll add a little bit on the fringes. Uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe Jimmy Votto becomes a Blue Jay or something. But, uh, you know, I, I think you've done a lot then to help address uh, what your team needs in, in terms of just getting some of that power back into that lineup. Uh, do you, where do you think, Alec, I know you mentioned there Alec Manoa there, do you think that he breaks camp with the Blue Jays and that the Jays like, hey, we, we, we're going to fix this, we're going to get you right, 
you're a good option. And this is the, this is the Jays' position of depth. It's their starting pitching depth. It, it's great. And you and I, I figured, like, hey, maybe you can deal from this position of strength and go add something else. But I think Alec Manoa being on this team is probably pretty vital to any success that the Jays have next year. Yeah, I, I, I lean definitely that he's going to break with the team. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but... Um, I think at you know at this point there's less pressure on him. I think that sets up well. And and as rough as last year went, you still can't ignore the years before it. And and he's you know been one of their most successful first round draft picks over the last uh, five or six years. They need to be able to to you know have those guys turn into major leaguers over the course of the entire six years that they have control over them. So I I think that that he will be back with the team. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if his name pops up in any more trade rumors in the off season, as yeah. it has just a little bit, uh, you know, that I think would probably be the biggest enemy to him being back on the team. But I, I also kind of doubt him being traded at, at this point of his value when his value is, is probably a lot lower than, than it could be. And then his talent warrants. So, uh, I, I think they're going to try and make this work. There's, uh, you know, it, it makes so much sense for both sides to make this work. I think switching teams and learning a whole new staff coming off a bad year uh, is not great for pitchers. And I think for the Blue Jays, going out and finding a guy that's more expensive and has less of a ceiling doesn't make uh, as much sense either. So I, I, I think they can figure this out uh, and, and not ask him like they were last year to be a frontline starter. They're just asking him to go out there give them five, six innings of, of solid ball and keep them in the game. And, and when they did that to start the year with Kikuchi last year, all mm-hmm. of a sudden his confidence grew and then he had, you know, his best season as a major league. So I, I think that it's possible that similar things could happen for Alec Uh Where do you see uh, Bo and Vlad heading here? They're still two years away from, uh, from a, another set of free agency. Do you think Bo gets a, another extension before Vlad sees an extension? Or is this like, they're going to try get them both done in the same time. It's interesting. Uh, Bo represented by CAA Sports, same as Shohei <laughs> Otani. Um, but that's, it's not Boris, which means they're not totally averse to extensions. Yes. Um, he obviously just signed an extension that's really worked out so far for the Blue Jays, like because the, his arbitration numbers would be much higher um, than, than they're going to be, I mm-hmm. think, because of the fixed number on the extension. I, though, I... I don't lean that he'll extend before free agency just because the deals that were handed out to shortstops last year, mm-hmm. like from, from Xander Bogarts to Trey Turner to Dansby Swanson, like guys getting signed until they're 41 on contracts <laughs> that pay them near or above $30 million um, for all those years. I, I think that the market for shortstops is really, really high. Um, and, and that he probably would go out and, and maybe in a point to leverage and come back, like not necessarily to leave, but I think that he'd probably go out and test those waters. Vlad, a lot of the reporting says, you know, like I remember Hector Gomez, who's a a prominent uh, MLB.com reporter. He he had reported last year, you know, that Vlad wanted an extension. I I don't doubt that. I, I, I would guess that, that Hector, has pretty good information on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that it's difficult right now to figure out what a Vlad extension looks like because uh, the one season sticking out so much from the pack, uh, you know, are you paying this guy 
you know, upwards of $150 million over a long-term contract? Or is this, you know, more of a, of a fringe all-star guy and maybe he's getting deals closer to like five years, a hundred million or mm-hmm. something like that, which is nothing to scoff at, but a very different deal than what an elite elite hitter exactly. is going to get. Uh, so it's, I, I think if, if Vlad has a phenomenal season this year, like, like close to 2021 ish type season, yeah. I would guess that there's an extension coming. Barring that, I don't know how they like, I don't think Vladdy would accept lower than an elite extension right now, because I think someone will give it to him at some point mm-hmm. or give him that contract. So I, I think that his is a really complicated one. So I, I'm a little pessimistic on the extensions. If I have to be honest, um, I, I'm not saying that both of them are going to leave, but I think at this current point, I find it hard to see them not at least trying free agency uh, at the end of their deals. Uh, your other uh, team you, you do work with, uh, Raptors 905, the, Dra- the Toronto Raptors D-League affiliate, not a great start. 1-11. Uh, Ron Harper yeah. Jr. Uh, injured, done for the year. Uh, I know it's a development team. I know it's all about getting ready for the for the big club. And if you look at the big club, they're also uh, not clicking as well. Uh, well, how's the how's the team looking? Uh, so yeah, it, it's been tough, and and uh, you know it's 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 definitely no one wants to start their year for any reason. No. One in eleven. No. Um, the tough thing for the nine hundred five is that they have been injured to an outrageous level. Like yesterday, they played the main Celtics and they were missing one, two, three, four, five guys, not including the fact that you just mentioned, you know, they waived probably their best player uh, and Ron Harper. Mm -hmm. He got injured. Uh, You know, they had a game on this road trip where they were missing nine players. There's only 13 guys on the basketball team. Um, They've just, they've run into the most ridiculous luck uh, that, that any team I've ever seen has run into, especially in basketball, bad luck, uh, not good luck in terms of injuries. So, uh, the, the good news about the G League season is it's split into two halves, kind of like the baseball yes. minor league season. Okay. The record's going to reset halfway, and the hope is that a lot of these guys uh, who have you know either had these random illnesses or <laughs> or you broke your finger there or something like that, that those things can be healed up and the regular season they can take it full stride because they have an exciting roster. We haven't seen guys like Justice Winslow yet. Uh, you know, they have a guy, Javon Freeman Liberty, that they uh, grabbed from, from the Bulls last year. And every time he's played, he's been phenomenal. But he's played, you know, just a handful of games and, and has seemed to, to be in and out of the lineup a lot. And obviously, Marquise Noel, yeah. uh, you know, the five foot eight point guard is, is quite the spectacle and really talented. But he was hurt for the majority of the season. So, and they uh, you know, just called up Grady Dick. Yeah, well. yeah. So it, they, they've had Grady, which has been fun. They've kind of needed him yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of the time, like just literally roster-wise needed uh, him on the team or temporary players, but it has been fun. Their one win was uh, the one game they played at Scotiabank Arena, uh, and it was uh, a special game where they give uh, the tickets to schools. So okay. it was like 18,000 kids uh, selling out Scotiabank Arena, and Grady was there, and they did win. So that was a lot of fun. So Hopefully they get healthy soon. It, it does. It kind of feels like the season hasn't started mm. because every time we go out, it's you know they're just piecing together whatever they can. So I, I really do feel for the players and the coaches and, and the front office that 
you know, it's, I just don't know what you could do about this right now, but uh, I'm hoping, and I, and I think that we'll see uh, in the regular season, once that starts coming around the new year, that this is a healthier team and much more what the, uh, what the 905 expected to be coming into the season. That's good. Let's hope uh, taking on Delaware Bluecoats, the Sixers affiliate tomorrow out in Mississauga. Ben, thank you so much for uh, taking some time out of your morning, talking some Shohei, some Blue Jays offseason. Uh, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll talk again ahead of, the, uh, ahead of spring training. Uh, but enjoy your Christmas season, and we'll, we'll do this again very soon, buddy. Thanks so much. Always great to talk to you. Have a happy holidays. You too, buddy. There's Ben Shulman, uh, Blue Jays host and uh, play-by-play over on Sportsnet Radio Network. Also does some work uh, play-by-play for the Raptors 905 Toronto Raptors G League affiliate.